0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar Hoops live to play another day. Why, I think
1: Friday's win over Virginia Tech was the best win of the season. What do BYU Hoops assistant coach Terry Nashoff and our analyst Anson Weiner think about that? We'll talk with both of them when they join us live in Studio B. Plus, we look ahead to Creighton with the Blue Jays head
0: coach Greg McDermott. It's a packed Monday edition of BYU Sports Nation and Kalani in the
1: Rock. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard.
0: BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, March 21st. Happy spring, everyone, wherever and however you're dialed in. Nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Farmer's Almanac contributor, Jason Shepard. Soybeans. It's
1: all about soybeans. Why soybeans? I have no idea. Okay, well, there you go. It just sounded like something that the contributor to the Farmer's Almanac would say. The vernal
0: equinox <laughs> began yesterday, uh, according to our contributor, Jason Shepard, right?
1: Yeah, I... I If you ever looked at the farmer's almanac, (laughs) apparently soybeans. I have no idea. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea if that has any. Oh, it tells it tells you when to plant things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so soybeans, soybeans, soybeans. Soybeans are good to go. You know, like it used to be all about ball bearings. It's all about soybeans these
0: days. Good grief! What a weekend. (laughs) Soybeans aside, and the farmer's almanac aside. What a weekend just in the world of sports, notably the NCAA tournament and across BYU Sports Nation. Just bonkers, bonkers stuff happening all over the
1: country. There was so much going on on campus. So many games just within about a half, a quarter of a mile of each other. Friday night, you had what? You had baseball, basketball, and men's volleyball all in action. Yeah. And then Saturday, you had men's volleyball and baseball. Now, Saturday did not go as well as Friday did, but there was a (laughs) lot going on on the campus of BYU over the weekend. Yeah, as good as Friday was, Saturday not
0: so much in terms of BYU-based competition. We won't say anything about other teams that BYU fans may or may not have been rooting against or for. Oh, did something happen? Maybe we'll let the fans do that. (laughs) But I did see something awesome on Friday night that had nothing to do with the actual basketball game that I was attending. I look up in the student section, in the BYU Roar of Cougar student section, and the head football coach, Kalani Satake, is, I mean, he is all in. Cheers, razzing the other team, yelling at the
1: officials. (laughs) Like, he was was a fan. It was amazing. (laughs) It's Great. This is coming off the heels of the previous game where he was caught on the video boards and by a lot of cell phones doing the robot like Mm -hmm. on the, on the sideline. It's awesome to see him out and about. He's been to, to women's volleyball games, men's volleyball games. He's been going to all the basketball games. It is awesome. And it wasn't, it wasn't just Kalani. You saw other assistant coaches there. Ben, ben Cahoon. Cahoon was there. They were high-fiving each other. The crazy after. man Lee Johnson was up in there. <laughs> it's great. You know what? And stuff like that energizes the fan base like no other. That brings us to today's Twitter question. Jason, do the honors. What was your favorite moment of the sports weekend? We've been talking about all of these things that happened. You've had games. You've got things that weren't game-related that everybody's been talking about. So what was your favorite moment of the sports weekend?
0: At Bengal Runner 10 says, Watching Coach Satake and Coach Cahoon enter the rock for the second half of the Virginia Tech game. Now, I talked to Kalani after the game, and he said, I had to ask my wife because his whole family, (laughs) they brought the kids and his wife, and he's like, Babe, can I, can I go over there? Can I, can I please go over there? And she gave him the okay, so he made his way up there under the second row, full-on fan mode. And I was doing stats for ESPN, and so I am, like, talking to the guys in the truck like, Kay, are you, are you aware that BYU's football coach is in the student section? And so they're like, K, spell his name! Uh, how do you <laughs> say that again? Got to confirm all that, and then all of a sudden, Kalani in his blue baseball jersey is blowing up. On ESPN, really fun to see. I don't know that. So for me, that was one of the cool things, but not quite the best. Jason, I'll tell you in a second what the best thing I saw was. You know what we, you know what we need to do to make this Monday even better. Oh, I know where you're Continue going. Continue the weekend
2: countdown to the Wildcats. One sixty six,
0: one hundred sixty six days away from BYU. And Arizona in Glendale. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball beat Virginia Tech on Friday night 80 to 77 to advance to the quarterfinals of the NIT. The Cougars will host Creighton Tuesday night at 9 Eastern. All of the action on BYU Radio and on ESPN. We will be joined by Creighton head coach Greg McDermott in just about mm, 25 minutes.
1: Women's basketball, unfortunately, lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament on Saturday to the Missouri Tigers, 78-69. to Lexi Rydalch ended her BYU career, scoring a game-high 22 points. Kalani Purcell tied a career-high in points with 19. BYU baseball lost a game. I repeat, they, they lost a the game. It was a shock to the system
0: but not before making it super dramatic tying the game in the bottom of the 8th with a two-run home run but they fall 10-8 to Pacific. They are now what? Jason, is it 18-2 18 and 2 on the season? 18
1: and 2. Just remarkable.
0: Three-game series at Miller
1: Park begins with LMU on Thursday. You can watch those games on BYU TV. And men's volleyball split two matches with Pepperdine over the weekend, winning on Friday in straight sets and then losing to the Waves on Saturday 3 sets to 1
0: rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nate chase in a championship.
2: You know, when we lost to Gonzaga and we knew we weren't going to make the tournament, there's two options. Kind of put your head down, feel bad for yourself, and quit, or create a new opportunity, and that's something I've embraced the last couple of years with hurting my knees. I found new opportunities when things got bad, and I think that's what our team did.
0: BYU senior point guard, or point forward as he is more appropriately playing, Kyle Collinsworth, after beating Virginia Tech and getting to the NIT quarterfinals, he and his senior co-captain teammate Chase Fisher were outstanding on Friday night against Virginia Tech. We'll get to more of that in a bit, but I mean, what a weekend. As we just documented over the first five minutes of today's show, that includes BYU basketball's best win of the season, Jason? Now, wait just a minute! (laughs) I can hear it now. What do you mean, BYU's best win of the season? That's just dumb. Clearly, it's
1: the win in Spokane against Gonzaga. Uh, It is the win in Spokane (laughs) over Gonzaga. You're absolutely right. When you said, wait a minute, you can hear it? It's because it's coming from me. I I can completely understand that the Virginia Tech win was, was huge. And it was the most recent one, so everyone's going to think about that. But look at what... Let's go back to that fateful night in Spokane. Kay. First of all, Kay. we're talking about a road win versus a win at home. Fateful night for Gonzaga fans, right? <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> BYU goes up to Spokane for the second year in a row and gets the victory. That, that is unheard It was unheard of for them to win their, the first time. It was a great win. It was Lazing an amazing win. Two times in a row. So it was on the road, and then look at what Gonzaga is doing now. Everybody was talking about how it was a down year for Gonzaga. Look what they're doing now. They're into the Sweet 16. Huge wins. They're playing their best basketball of the season right now. It makes that win at Spokane, and even the losses, which were very close, both here in Provo and in Vegas, it makes that win even more impressive now.
0: Well, yes, because of what they've done in the NCAA tournament, that win looks better on the resume. But you have to understand, when that win happened, I heard the following things for a straight month, every day, mostly from Jerem Jordan, (laughs) some from Brian Logan, other members of the media. Quote, Gonzaga's struggling. They're not that good this year. They've lost multiple games at home, and a win up there just doesn't really do much for BYU's NCAA tournament resume. So that win was being, like, disqualified in a way as a really good win. Okay? I am getting none of that from the win against Virginia Tech. Gonzaga, what they did in the NCAA tournament and what they're doing right now, yes. Oh, that was an amazing win back in January. Gen- but they, maybe they weren't a good team back then. They, they got hot at the right time. They're playing their best basketball right now. So Virginia Tech... Here is why I think BYU's win over Virginia Tech is the best win of the season. If you want to tie it into the NCAA tournament, Jason, BYU just beat a team from the conference that has six teams in the Sweet 16, a 20-win Virginia Tech team that has wins over Virginia, a one seed, Miami, a three seed, both teams in the Sweet 16, and they beat Pitt, another NCAA tournament team. Hey, BYU won a physical close game which they have not done this year a whole lot. With the season on the line, two and four in one possession games before Friday night's game. Lost at Long Beach State, lost to Harvard, lost to Portland, lost to Gonzaga. Okay. A game that had 14 lead changes, eight ties. Those games generally this season were not swinging in BYU's favor. They found a way against a really good team, a team that, according to my eye test, was like, whoa, they, there are some
1: serious athletes on the floor for Virginia Tech. I will give you, and and the part that you mentioned that was extremely impressive to me is when BYU wins a game. It's usually one style. It's it's the fast pace. It's you know run the team into the ground. And like you said, it was a different type of win because BYU kind of grinded it out. Oh no, it was and blow they, for blow, yeah, man. Twelve rounds. It was. I mean, physical. BYU took everything from a physical standpoint that Virginia Tech could dish out. And they handled it brilliantly and played that game. So I agree with you 100% that that aspect of it was really impressive to see. And I'm not discounting what the win was. But for me, that win at Gonzaga, we understand what they followed it up with. They followed up with a loss at Portland. I, I get that. But that win, if things had gone a little differently in some of those other conference games, may have been the win that put BYU in the NCAA tournament. <sighs>
0: What ifs? That's what hurts. Yes. <laughs> what ifs? The fact of the matter is reality is BYU is in the NIT quarterfinals. And, oh, and here's another reason why Friday's win is the biggest win of the season. Are there any other teams within the state of Utah, Jason, that are still playing college basketball? Why hmm. No. That is right, Coach Kraskowiak. <laughs> there are not any other teams besides BYU still practicing today for a game this season. Okay. And then, then there's the senior factor. You talk about the guys that needed to step up. With the season on the line, the season's over. BYU loses, done. Okay, Kyle Collins with Chase Fisher go out with a brutal loss on their home floor in the NIT. Well, guess what? Chase Fisher was amazing, and that brings us to our stat
1: of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Chase Fisher is averaging 25.5 points per game In the NIT. Hello! Talk about stepping up. He has been brilliant. And we all know, we've all talked about it, when Chase Fisher plays well, BYU usually wins the game. And he has stepped up big time. Not only all season, but especially in the postseason for the Cougs. 45% from the field. 44%
0: from the three-point line in those NIT games. Good grief. Chase Fisher doing what you want your seniors to do, and that is play his best basketball in the most important games of the year. And right now, the most important games are the ones that allow BYU to play 40 more minutes. And he got him to Creighton on Tuesday night. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What was your favorite moment of the sports weekend? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Milton underscore Rat Cougars advance in the NIT. Its warm embrace is comforting, <laughs> with disappointing losses
1: everywhere. I wonder what he's referring to. It's interesting. Is he talking about Weber losing? Oh, probably maybe. not. Yeah, tough game to Xavier, right there. Probably At
0: Min Five, best part of the weekend. Recognizing that BYU is the only college hoop program in the state still playing ball. Amen, brother. Up next, Anson Winder joins BYU Sports Nation looking good in the mustard yellow seats. Does he think Friday's win was the biggest of the season? We'll ask him his opinion. Stay with us. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. You can always use the hashtag BYUSN
1: basketball host Creighton tomorrow night, Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the NIT. The winner earns a trip to New York, C- New York City, in Madison Square Garden. Tip off on BYU Radio and ESPN is at nine p.m. Eastern yeah, time. By
0: the way, on Friday, I think we I credited that commercial that New York City to uh, Old El Paso. It's Pace, Pace. Piccani. Yeah, it's Pace Picante Yeah, I sauce. messed that up. So sorry about that, Pace Piccani. <laughs> Like, uh, I just wanted to wanted to clear the air right there, get that out of the way. What was your favorite moment of the sports weekend? That is our Twitter question today. At EmmaLine42 says, Rex lip-syncing at the volleyball match tops it all. I didn't even know about that. It's the first time hearing of it. He was lip-syncing at the volleyball match? It was let it go? Oh, my goodness. Do we have video of We're this? We're talking from
1: Frozen, right?
0: Yes, do we, please, to somebody has to have some documentation of this in video format. Please, and don't Phone forget video, to use
1: the hashtag athletics. BYU
0: Athletics, like, can somebody please get that to us? That need that needs to hit the airwaves so that everybody can enjoy that. I wonder if our next guest would lip-sync to Frozen. Why don't we ask him? Anson Winder, former BYU basketball star and analyst now for BYU TV in Studio B. Ants, BYU basketball still playing, but let's— Start with the really important question. Would you lip sync to let it go?
2: It wouldn't be pretty. Um I could try, but I don't I don't know how good I I don't know the words really to, to say I could lip sync it, but hey, it'd be rough. You're rough go <laughs> Probably not as good as Nate, that's for sure.
0: You need to be, you need to be sending him a text message as soon
2: as this interview is over and be like,
0: dude, what <laughs> happened
2: Say, so how did you let someone catch you doing that
0: okay so that was Forty 42's <laughs> favorite moment of the sports weekend what about you what was your favorite moment of a very busy sports weekend whether within the byu realm or just nationwide
2: um of course when byu wins is always a great weekend for me and Seeing someone in the conference do well as far as the Zags go, I, that was fun, too, to to see who they beat.
0: Oh, did, did Zag beat someone but, this weekend? Who but, did they play again? They
2: played, you know, they played a team that was, you know, I don't mind seeing lose every now and again. <laughs> so that was always fun. So, yeah, it was a great weekend in sports.
1: Long live the rivalry. <laughs>
2: All
1: right. Now, so BYU is playing its third game in the NIT. One more win sends them to New York for the Final Four of the NIT. Two really exciting games, Anson Winder. Have you finally embraced the NIT?
2: Uh, I guess yeah. I can, can say I <laughs> that's <it>. not very <laughs> convincing. <laughs> no, I do. I I think the way that they've played and how fun it's been to watch them win these games. It's it's been awesome, and I've embraced them. Possibly taking over this tournament and getting to New York, I think that'd be amazing. So from that
0: reaction, I'm kind of envisioning this, and I'm I'm channeling my inner Jerem Jordan here because everything goes back to back to dating with him. Okay, <laughs> so like you go on a date, it's okay, and at the end, like the girl kind of feels like, or the guy, whatever, feels like I I have to give the person a hug, you know, <laughs> just to, just this, to show some of like
2: appreciation. The, this is like the date where. You really don't want to go. You're almost doing a favor for someone. <laughs> and then it's like you end it and it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. You know? Oh, she's okay. she's okay. pretty cool.
1: I like you know? that.
2: Better than you thought it was. Yeah, going we could do be. this again, maybe. Okay. I, don't
1: know. I like maybe that. Maybe on
2: Tuesday we can do this again. Like you know
1: you can do better, yeah. but yet you had a good time.
2: Yeah. You weren't expecting to have a good time, but okay. you know, it was
1: okay.
2: it was fun.
0: <laughs> did we just compare the NIT to the <laughs> Yes, we did. Well we done, by the way, by <laughs> us. Well, it's what we do in Studio B, man. Everything comes back to dating. <laughs> what has impressed you the most about what BYU has done in the two wins that they've had in the NIT over UAB and the most recent over Virginia Tech?
2: The way that they've overcome the physicality of games has been awesome. Um, you saw them make adjustments late in game on the defensive side that really helped BYU get over the hump. You know, Virginia Tech—they were a very physical and and fundamental team. You know, they they stuck to their game plan and they did it well all night. And BYU was able to combat that and, and get a win. In these two games,
1: there have been multiple players who, at times, have come up with huge plays, have played well in in, in stretches that have been crucial for BYU. In the first two games of this so far, who do you think has been BYU's MVP?
2: I'd have to give a co. You know, there's co's. I think Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher by far have been, you know, the MVPs of for this tournament. Um, the way Chase has played. I know Chase has the experience because he's played consistently against ACC teams. So I don't think this was anything new for him. And going against what he did on Saturday or Friday was impressive. And, and the way Kyle played against UAB and to help lead the team against Virginia Tech. Those guys have really put the team on their back and they've done well.
0: Taking nothing away from what Nick Emery and Zach Sellius have done as freshmen, I mean, they hit some big shots in those oh, yeah, first few games. Nick has been playing better and better and better, seemingly, every game. But it's the postseason, and you need your seniors to lead. And I feel like Kyle and Chase have done that more so than I have seen them at any point. They just led, whether it be with their vocals or with making a big shot or whatever. I feel like the seniors are finally like, yeah, we're leading now.
2: I think this is why coach loves seniors so much is because, you know, when postseason comes, the seniors realize, hey, this is, these are my last games, you know, and I want to play another 40 minutes. I want to play on Tuesday against a a Creighton team. So to go into each game, it's winning by any means necessary. And they've made plays on the offensive and defensive end, like you said, being vocal leaders. And it's showed on all levels of the game. And it's, it's good to see because that's what you want out of your seniors. You want that leadership. And they've provided it every game.
1: Well, I think that, you know, as much as the coaches before the NIT started talked to these guys about, you know, getting ready and making sure that you're taking this seriously, I think the fact that the seniors, talking to the team, and coming in with the right mindset, I think that has made a huge difference.
2: Yeah, I think coaches kind of let them take over as far as getting the team prepared mentally. Uh, I've, I've talked to them multiple times, and it seems like they've taken on that role of being more vocal leaders and, and bringing the team together in practice and practicing pregame and, and late in late-in-game situations where they say, hey, look, this is the game plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to execute and win. And they've done it at a high level. And doing that against an ACC team like Virginia Tech, it shows a lot for two seniors.
0: Perhaps we're splitting hairs. Or perhaps the divide is much greater in the minds of those across BYU Sports Nation about the best win for BYU basketball this season. (laughs) I just made my case for the Virginia Tech win on Friday and gave the basis of BYU just beat a team from a conference that has six teams in the Sweet 16. Virginia Tech beat Virginia and Miami. Okay, they beat them head to head. They came into Provo, their season on the line. Played hard. BYU won a game, which I feel like in a style that they haven't won a game all year. It totally. just it was just physical battle, blow for blow, twelve rounds type, you know, heavyweight bout. BYU won that game, and I hadn't seen them do that this year. So all those reasons, I feel like this one's the most, it's the biggest because it allows them another forty minutes as well. But Jason says it's Gonzaga, so. What do you think? Is it as close as I'm making it out to be? Or what's what's the
2: best win of the season? I'm not discrediting Virginia Tech by any means. Oh, oh I, I see where this is oh, going.
1: Oh, Smart man. Okay. Smart man.
2: Have, the Zags are in the Sweet 16, and BYU beat them at their place. I, I, I have to give it to what I'm saying. what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, and, saying. I'm sorry. It and never, it's not the personal expense. But I know. It's just, I know it's not personal. I I just feel like that's a huge win. It is a huge (laughs) win.
0: When you win at Gonzaga, that is amazing. I just feel like they weren't playing very good basketball at that time, and it didn't get BYU in an NCAA tournament, whereas this is you lose your seasons over.
2: Totally. And I don't discredit that. I think Virginia Tech, that was a great win and the way they did it, the fashion they did it in. Because Virginia Tech isn't a great three-point shooting team, and BYU beat them with them just driving to the basket and shooting free throws. That's what Virginia Tech does well. That was our game plan, and they did it. And BYU was still able to combat that and get a win. So I don't discredit the defense that BYU played against Virginia Tech or anything like that. But beating a Sweet 16 team is one of the few losses that Gonzaga did have this year. I don't know. I'd I have to take that. That, that game would get my vote, for sure.
1: The last time BYU was in the NIT, they made it to Madison Square Garden, and I know that that was a big deal. So what would it mean, do you think, for this specific team, if they beat Creighton tomorrow night, to get to New York, what would that mean to them, do you think?
2: Um, I think that changes the, t- the complete aspect of this year for BYU basketball. A couple weeks ago, you know, after seeing that BYU you didn't make the tournament, you look back and say, Oh, was this year kind of a, not a waste, but was this just a rebuilding year? Was this a year that you just kind of chop up as getting guys ready for next year? But no, it's not at all. I think it's a year that you can go out and, and still kind of make this a memorable season um, by getting to the Final Four. I, I went to the Final Four of the NIT and it was amazing. And, you know, of course, you're, you're down a little bit that you don't go to the big dance, but the fact that you can still go to a Final Four of a major tournament and you're one of the few teams left playing in college basketball. It's fun and it's it's exciting to think that your last few games will be in the Madison Square Garden arena.
0: Okay, can I get an NIT projection? right now for uh, the Final Four? Do you even know the teams that are left remaining? I don't know all the teams in the <laughs> Final
2: Four. I just focus on one. You know? Exactly. Look,
0: it's one game at a time. Look at one that. One game at a time. I ask that tongue-in-cheek because a lot of people don't know. I know that Florida and St. Mary's and BYU are all there. There's a chance that BYU could play St. Mary's in New York. Is that something that you would like to see?
2: That would be fun to see. That shows the just how strong the conference is. You see Gonzaga go to the Sweet 16 of the big dance, and then two teams – the second and third place team go to the NIT championships? Would it be in the championship that they would play St. Mary's or is it just the semis? Final
1: four? Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. It's the semis. Yeah, oh, okay. it's that, the semis. I mean, yeah, it
2: just shows the strength of the conference. So that would be awesome.
0: And then I need to ask you about this. I saw you at the game on Friday Night Ants. You came by. I was there
2: trying to rally the troops.
0: Uh, well, and you did. <laughs> you did. You did your part. You know who else is trying to rally the troops? The head football coach, yeah, Kalani Satake. Awesome. Yeah. What's your take on the football coach going up in the student section? And doing what he did.
2: Well, I mean, since I've played at BYU, I hadn't seen that from Bronco. And that's not a knock on Bronco. That's just not his MO. But to look over and, and see Coach Satake in the, in the crowd just doing what The Rock is doing, and he's more excited than the rest of the students were. And that's it was fun to see. I think people feed off of that kind of energy. And you don't expect that from your football coach to, to be in the student section with, with the fans just going crazy. Like, I, I was, it was great energy. After
0: a game last week, Kyle Collinsworth said he was going through slapping high fives with everyone, and then, like, somebody grabbed him and, like, it's like, whoa, dude, that dude's really strong.
1: <laughs> and then he's like, then I looked up and realized it was Kalani Sitaki." like, oh, it's that football coach. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Bruce Pearl. When he was at Tennessee, when he went to support the, the Paint himself orange. Yes, yes, now I don't you know, clearly we're not gonna see, you know, Kalani Satake showing up at one of the games with his shirt off like we saw Bruce Pearl. <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of. And that was huge. That endeared
0: him to those fans. What was your favorite moment of the sports weekend? Anson Winder just went through his, we've given you ours, send in your responses using the hashtag BYUS and it's great to have
2: you on the show, man. Thanks for having me guys. It's always even fun. Though, even though you disagreed with me. <laughs> smart man I'll 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 forgive it joining us next
0: (laughs) is Terry Nasheff assistant basketball coach for BYU and in 15 minutes the head coach of the Creighton Blue Jays Greg McDermott Terry nice helmet man BYU Sports Nation continues. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. Presented by the BYU Store, the
1: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm looking forward to this coming up on Saturday. Join us for the BYU Sports Nation Spring Scrimmage Special. Tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV to recap all the highlights from Saturday's BYU football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We're going to be joined by Coach Kalani Sitake as well as players as we wrap up BYU. Spring ball on B Sports Nation. Football on Saturday in Lavelle
0: Edwards Stadium. I repeat, football on Saturday it just sounds right, doesn't it? at Lavelle Edwards Stadium <laughs> Women's basketball lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament on Saturday to the 10-seeded Missouri Tigers, 78-69 Congratulations nonetheless to Juddy and his team on a fantastic
1: season. Absolutely. Baseball lost on Saturday to Pacific 10-8 but won the overall series against the Tigers two games to one that means the Mustache Mafia continues. Ah, there you go. Oh,
0: great. <laughs> Men's volleyball split two matches with Pepperdine over the weekend, winning on Friday in a sweep and losing to the waves on Saturday three sets to one and as we have documented BYU men's basketball they earned another 40 minutes on Creighton Tuesday night joining us now is assistant coach Terry Nashif back in studio B Terry a common theme is developing every time you come on the
3: show Jerem is generally not here he's scared he's when soft you- <laughs> I don't know what it is the one time he did show though we had a contest and he couldn't make a shot so makes sense and that produced my now favorite lucky shooting shirt very important, very important.
0: Okay, <laughs> you just heard my argument that Friday was uh, the biggest win of the season, and you may or may not have very quickly discredited that argument. That's okay. What, what did you feel, or what do you feel, is the best win of the season That's for BYU basketball? Uh, at Zags would be the best <laughs> win of the season. <laughs> it's so hard to win in Spokane. Is that because you're from the state of Washington, though, too? Does there, is there an added measure? Uh,
3: it may have something to do with their Sweet 16 run.
0: Oh, that too. But
3: yeah. uh, that, that was a great win for our guys, and it put us in a really good spot. Um, winning on Friday was huge just because it's the next game. You've got to win to keep playing and to advance. But uh, at Zags would be our best one.
1: You played a very physical game against Virginia Tech and had a lot of success with it. How pleased were you and the rest of the coaches with the ability to match the physical play from the Hokies?
3: You know, watching them on film, we knew that they'd be tough. They, You know, coming in, one seven of eight. Coach uh, Coach Buzz is an awesome coach. I love watching him on the sidelines. Watching film was hard for me to watch one clip one time. I'd keep rewinding and watch him going up <laughs> and down the sidelines and some of the antics, and I was hoping someone would just put a camera on him for our game in the Marriott Center. But uh, he always has tough guys. They're always successful, and we knew coming in that it would be a physical game. But you can't tell on film exactly how physical, and our guys, you know, responded really well and uh, – you know, it was a back and forth game the whole time, and we never went away. We just kept coming at them, and then uh, Fish made some huge plays down the stretch.
0: I loved Kyle Collinsworth's comments after the game, where he said, Me going through my knee injury, the torn ACL, kind of allowed me to have this new perspective on life, and that is sometimes you don't always get what you want and, and you're disappointed, but you have to make the most of the opportunities in front of you. And this has been a good one for us, speaking of the NIT. Now you got Creighton on Tuesday. What is it about this team and their ability over at least the last two games where while you're disappointed you didn't get in the NCAA tournament, boy, it looks like that you are certainly motivated to keep playing?
3: I think we're getting better. I think, uh, you know, you watch Long Beach State play. Washington and the NIT and you just go back to that game and you look at the stat line and you look at what where we were at and we're getting better we're getting better and better and better and that's what you want at the end of the season that's kind of the characteristic that coach portrays to his guys and that's what he's done has had teams that are playing really well towards the end of the year and I think we are doing that right now and so hopefully that will continue um, prepping for I thought you'd ask is it better to go to the NIT the NCAA I will say that on this day last year, I feel way better today than I did blowing a 17 point lead at halftime. And so let's just go day to day on that. One more game at a time.
1: Well, you're, you're talking about, you know, players playing their best at the right time. And you mentioned Chase Fisher a moment ago, and he's certainly doing that through the two games in the NIT. It was our stat of the days, averaging 25 and a half points in those two NIT games. Where has Chase helped this team the most, do you think?
3: Uh, honestly, is consistency, and uh, that's what you want out of your seniors, and he's been consistent. And it's hard to be consistent when you're primarily a three-point shooter. And maybe not primarily, but that's the best thing that you do is shoot threes. It's hard to be consistent, especially when you're keyed on, and every night someone's coming after you, a different guy here, a different guy there, and uh, his consistency's been been great.
0: Kyle Collinsworth, another of those seniors. Have you noticed anything different from those guys and Nate Austin in their demeanor as you've entered the postseason or just this season in, in general of how
3: they lead and what they do in that role? I think Chase has been the biggest example of that with his consistency and just making big plays and big shots, coming down the stretch, those threes, he hitting transition and then <sighs> making those free throws and, you know, the drives. And we went to him late, um, a couple possessions in a row and, and you could tell that he wanted the ball and he was the guy and it was, uh, it was good to see down the stretch.
1: Overall, what do you think the team is doing best right now?
3: Competing. They're competing. They're competing every possession. And you watch that game against Virginia Tech and coming down, you know, the 8-4 to four stretch, seems like they were scoring, we were scoring. And then all of a sudden we got three, four, or five stops in a row, and then that allowed us to win the game. It wasn't like we just kept scoring the whole time or we weren't guarding. or we were. They're just competing. They're finding a way to win. They're finding a way to get the loose ball. They're finding a way to get the rebound, making a big shot, a tough shot, a tough pass. And uh, you go back to the UAB game and there was a ton of things that went into that where they make that huge run coming back. And the little things like Zach Salius, the pass he made to Colin to the hoop, on a play we call Elbow, where he you know, threw it down in there. And, and that's a hard pass. Yeah, I know the play stop. you're talking about. And, you know, everyone wants to talk about the huge threes he made. But that was a big play, too, when he just made that pass. We caught it and finished it. And there was just plays down the stretch of that. Then we find a way to guard, you know, and get a couple stops. And our guys are competing right now. And that's I think that's what Coach would want Um people to talk about his teams and say that they compete and I think they're getting better at that and that's the best thing we're doing right now. Yeah,
0: UAB had cut the lead to four and I think uh, the play you're referencing put uh, BYU back up six. It kind of ended their little spurt and then Zach hit a big three later and BYU goes on to beat UAB and then Virginia Tech. What would it mean to this team... To get back to Madison Square Garden in New York City, I know you as a coach. You've you've been there before. You've you've done it. You've seen it. Dave Rose says it's one of his favorite memories he's had as a coach, uh, making that Natty run and and playing in that venue. But what would it mean to this team to get there after everything you've been through this season? There's
3: been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of you know hope and then disappointment and um, there's a lot of pressure when. Every game is kind of getting you to the NCAA tournament or not getting to you. That's the way this thing has kind of come down. And now the guys are playing free. They're playing with confidence, and they're playing to win, and they're competing. And it would mean a great deal because it means we won our next game, and then you got a chance to actually go out and win your last game of the season. And that doesn't happen to very many people unless you're on probation or you win the NCAA tournament. So.
1: Well, your next game is against Creighton tomorrow night. You're going to host them at the Marriott Center. What are you talking to your guys about this Blue Jays team?
3: They're they're really good. Um, defensively, they do a lot of different things. They scout you. They're physical. They're tough. They have a lot of schemes that they're good at. A lot of times teams will have a lot of schemes and they're only good at one or they're not good at very many. And these guys can guard ball screens four or five different ways really well. And uh, they'll zone you. They'll press you. They'll... Um, you know, coming off ball screens, only they'll do a lot of different things that can cause you trouble, and so they'll have us scouted, and they're tough defensively, and we'll have to go at them, and then we need to rebound, and and uh, it'd be nice to get to fifty-five. They've only given up fifty-four points in the first two games. They wow. played really well. Wow. So.
0: Wow. Okay. So has BYU played a team like Creighton this season? Anybody that fans could be like, oh yeah, they kind of play like this team. Um.
3: You know, they're they're just a tough tough team. It's it's all the good teams that we've played are probably similar to Creighton, but they're good offensively, and uh, they you know contribute. They, they share the ball, they distribute it well, and defensively they're just really tough and really good, and uh, they play a little bit faster than you would expect from a really, really good defensive team, and so it should be a great game.
1: Kalani Satake, the head football coach of the Cougars, has made quite a few headlines over the last couple of days with his support uh, of the team showing up at the games, being in the student section. What does that mean to the team that he's been so public with his support?
3: I think it's awesome. Uh, he was in the front row the other night, and uh, Coach was going after our guys a little <laughs> bit, and Kalani was so pumped, and he's like, yeah, you know, and it, it, it's great to have him out, and it's, uh, it's fun to have him yeah. there, and I'm a football guy. I love football, so we'll return the favor.
0: We've talked about this on uh, this show before, but we had somebody else tweet in and say, "Where does Terry Nashif get his suits?" People are impressed with the way that you dress, and again, I have brought this up before. Can you can you educate the people on on where you're getting your suits?
3: I'd love to. It's Mr. Mack.
0: Mr. Mac. Mac. Mr. Mac. Really? It's the
3: boardroom, and you have to go talk to the Win boys. Tyler's my guy, and uh, <laughs> he's got a guy. Uh, he's my guy. Tyler, go guy. ask for Tyler, and uh, they'll. Um, They'll tailor them right then. You know, it's usually a couple hours, and they'll get them back to you. And um, I like the, uh, the orange tag, they're a little bit slimmer fit, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Orange, orange tag Talia. So go in there, ask for the orange tag Talia. They've got some great stuff. And uh, I think most people, when you think of Mr. Mack, you think, oh, it's a missionary suit or something. But no, they're, they've got, they know what's going. They've got good style, and Tyler's my guy.
1: Do you go the two-pant suit? Huh? Is that, the two-pant suit, that's Mr. Mack. That's her special.
3: No, I'm not into the 2 pants. suit. <laughs> I'm not into the two-pant suit. <laughs> yeah. Neither am I, Terry. I'm just saying. That's, that's, you know. But that is. okay. is. I'm hey. telling you, boardroom at Mr. Mag, <laughs> and uh, ask for the win, boys.
0: You got it, man. he got a guy. Good to have you with us. Good luck against Creighton tomorrow. Let's get him some BYU Sports Nation karma before he gets off this set, right? It is being delivered as we speak. Up next, the head coach of the Creighton Blue Jays, Greg McDermott, joins the show. What is he going to do to try and stop BYU? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard doing it live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show, you can always catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: Softball hosts Utah Valley on Tuesday in the home opener at Gale Miller Field. Broadcast can be seen on BYU TV at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. At pitcher McKenna Bull, oh by the way, threw no hitter over the weekend and joins BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. Joining us now on the the Deseret First Credit
0: Union line is the head basketball coach of the Creighton Blue Jays, Greg McDermott. The pride of Cascade High School, the Cougar basketball program in Iowa. Greg, welcome to the show.
4: Happy to join you guys.
0: Did you think I was going to bust out a Cascade High School reference at any point? Uh,
4: You you surprised me with that one. That's a pretty good get.
0: (laughs) Okay, now I heard through the grapevine from our good friend Tyler Haas, who played in the World University Games with your son Doug. That they had plans to throw this epic party in Provo that may or may not have featured Red Bull. Are you aware of this debauchery, coach?
4: Usually, on those types of things, I'm on a need to know basis, and obviously, that was one of the things I didn't need to know.
0: <laughs> I'm just, this is a concerned parent talking to another parent. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm sure they had a good time. I know I know Doug uh, really enjoyed getting to know Tyler and and uh you know they had a great. That was an unbelievable experience. Doug was fortunate enough to play on the, the U19 team and then on the World University team. And just an incredible experience to to wear that USA jersey.
1: I want to know how much Chicago Bulls gear do you own right now? <laughs> Well, I've got some.
4: It's mostly hand me downs. I don't think I get anything original. I think it's stuff that he's. I think it's stuff that he's tired of. But it's. Uh, it's been fun. It's it's been fun as a as a parent in you know to watch his development and uh, you know watch him kind of meander his way you know through the NBA life and try to adjust to it. It's it's a different world, obviously, uh, but he's he's certainly settled in better in his second season.
0: You're living that life as a parent watching him play in the NBA, and oh, by the way, you're the head basketball coach of a Division I school that is playing in the quarterfinals of the NIT against BYU. You lost five of the last seven games heading into postseason play, but then had solid wins over Alabama, and they just kind of di- dismantled Wagner on Saturday. What has changed for your team in the past couple of wins? Well,
4: you know, part of, part of the... The end of the season struggles with us is who we played and where we played them. You know, we we played at Providence, we played at Xavier, uh, and then we opened with Seton Hall in the conference tournament. Good grief! Who was, was playing as well as anybody at that time? So, um, you know, and, and we had competitive games. We we were tied with Seton Hall late in the game in, in New York City, um, and we lost in the last three minutes at Providence and. And uh, you know, got got was a one possession game at Xavier with with about a minute and a half left. So you know, we've we've played some decent basketball, where we didn't come out on the winning end, and we're a little bit beat up right now. Isaiah Isaiah in our starting off guard, has missed the last couple of games uh, with a season ending shoulder injury, so um, we're not at full strength. But the guys have competed in this. The NIT's kind of given us a second life, and you know, we're playing. Go playing loose and free and easy, and and uh, you know making some shots. And uh, obviously, it helps to play at home in this tournament, as, as you guys know.
1: For those that may not necessarily be up to speed in all things Creighton Blue Jays, how would you describe the makeup and the style of your team?
4: Well, you know, we like to play fast offensively, and our, our guys have a ton of freedom uh, on the offensive end, and, and you know, we want to get out, push it, play in transition. You know, much like BYU wants to play. Um, you know, defensively, you know, we'll we'll bend a little, but not break, and and uh, you know, throw a lot of different looks at you with with, with our coverages from a ball screen standpoint, um, and we've mixed in some zone and, and uh, a little bit of press on occasion as well. So, uh, we'll need our best effort tomorrow night. I've been just unbelievably impressed with BYU watching on on film their efficiency offensively, their unselfishness uh, on the offensive end of the floor, and you know, I think all you have to do is is look at what. Gonzaga has been able to do in the NCAA tournament and the three competitive games uh, that BYU had with the Zags. Uh, you know, this is a very good basketball team and a, a team that not only could have gone to the NCAA tournament, but could have advanced to the NCAA tournament.
0: Both of these programs, speaking of BYU and The Creighton Blue Jays have kind of made a name for themselves getting to the NCAA tournament, Creighton playing in the Big East, BYU now in the West Coast Conference. But the reality is it's the NIT. And while it's not the NCAA tournament, we've had this interesting conversation of, hey, embrace what's in front of you. Have have you had a difficult time with your team getting them to kind of get over the disappointment and embrace what is in front of them right now?
4: You know, we, we knew going into New York City, um, you know, when we lost at Providence and at Xavier and we lost a close game to Marquette at home right before that, uh, you know, a couple games before that, before beating St. John. So, uh, you know, we, we were under the understanding when we went to New York City, if we don't win this tournament, uh, you know, it's it's likely an NIT bid for us. So... Uh, It wasn't like I'm at St. Bonaventure and I have to deal with the disappointment of Selection Sunday and not hearing your name called. Uh, We we anticipated that it wasn't going to be called. Uh, So you have a little bit more time to prepare yourself for what's next, and I think you know, it, it's a breath of fresh air when your name's called in, in the N.A.T. selection show because you get to keep playing basketball. And for our two seniors, uh, you know, that's that's an invaluable experience. They've essentially got three senior days, which not, not everybody gets. And, uh, you know, some of our freshmen have stepped up and played good basketball. So anytime this time of year, especially with us only losing two guys off this team going into next season, uh, the additional practices, the additional game prep, being able to play teams – um, this time of year that you're not familiar with, which is what you have to do in the NCAA tournament, that, that, that experience is incredible. And hopefully something that we can look back on a year from now, and, and we're talking about playing in the NCAA tournament instead of the NIT.
1: Well, speaking of the experience and you referenced this a moment ago, the fact that you know how great it's been in the NIT for your team to have those two home games now you head out on the road and I believe the, the the stat I saw was the that you guys were four and eight in true road games this season. What do you expect from your team heading out on the road and playing in a place that we can assume is going to be a very loud Merriot Center?
4: Well I'm, I'm hoping B, BYU fans will just stay home and watch it on the <laughs> <laughs> Brand facility game and, and you know roxie bernstein so i think it'll be a, a great broadcast so i don't think there's any need to show up i just watch it at home but uh it, it's going to be a great environment and it'll be fun for our guys and basketball is all about and and uh you know we've we've we play in some big time environments in the big east uh like byu does in, in their conference so uh, it'll be a challenge but one we're looking forward to
0: Greg McDermott, the head basketball coach of the Creighton Blue Jays, with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing tomorrow's NIT quarterfinal. The game on ESPN, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time, as he just mentioned. Roxy Bernstein and Fran Faschilla on the call for ESPN. You talked about your team having kind of this freewheeling, let's shoot threes, let's have fun, Ben but don't break defense. And you're right. I'm thinking the whole time you're talking about that, I'm thinking this is BYU basketball. So if there's a key tomorrow between two similar teams – where is this game going to swing or hinge, do you think?
4: Well, you know, I think it's part of it comes down to who, who shoots the ball well. I mean, when BYU shoots the ball well from the three-point line because they have so many weapons and you know what you have to do to try to stop those guys, uh, that allows Collinsworth to, to do what he does. And, and I, I will say this, this is the first time I've been coaching for 27 years that I've played two non-conference games against a team that isn't from out of our region. And, and played against the same player six years apart. Kyle actually played at Creighton six years ago, uh, <laughs> Doug's freshman year before he went on his mission. And uh, the other day, when I was looking through the statute, I said, I think we played against Kyle before. So uh, it's been incredible. And, and uh, you know, we're going to have to defend tomorrow night. And uh, I, I think the key for us is taking care of the basketball. BYU does such a terrific job of turning turnovers. Not only in the layups but, but rhythm three point shots and transition and, and uh that's easier said than done, but it's it's going to have to be a key to the game for us.
0: <laughs> That's interesting, Kyle. He just never goes away, Coach. <laughs> he keeps no, coming I, back and coming back.
4: And if I'm a BYU fan, I wouldn't want him to go away. He's uh, what he does is impressive in his, his leadership, and how, not many guys impact the game at as many levels as he does. Uh, you know, to be able to score the basketball and rebound it and, and find his teammates, and uh, you know, he he throws passes that. That aren't aren't there until the ball gets there, and, and amazingly, it ends up and it's open. He just he reads situations incredibly well, and that would be a heck of a challenge for some of our young guys.
0: Coach, we appreciate the time, and I'll do my best uh, from one parent to another to make sure that this uh, these epic Provo parties are kept under wraps. I'm counting on you. <laughs> okay, thanks, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow. You bet. Take care. What was your favorite moment of the sports weekend is our Twitter question today as Greg McDermott, the head basketball coach of the Creighton Blue Jays, just wraps up his interview with us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. At Twiggy or Stone says, My favorite moment was basketball wins. Good to see them pull out a close game. Seems like we have been
1: on the wrong end of those lately. And uh, Jenny Lynn 87, how loud the Marriott Center got. It was Seriously,
0: impressive. so loud. Up next, the whip around is loaded. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do right now, Jason?
2: Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip Around. Men's basketball.
1: Basketball defeated Virginia Tech on Friday night, 80-77. to 77. The Cougars will host Creighton on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can hear all the action on BYU Radio and watch it on ESPN.
2: Women's basketball.
1: BYU lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament in Austin,
0: Texas on Saturday to the Missouri Tigers, 78-69. Congrats, nonetheless, on a great season
1: for Jeff Judkins and the ladies at BYU. Baseball. Baseball lost on Saturday to Pacific 10-8. They did win the overall series against the Tigers two games to one. BYU begins a three-game series Thursday against LMU. All three games can be seen on BYU TV. Mustache Volleyball. volleyball.
0: Men's volleyball ranked number one in the country. Split two matches with Pepperdine over the weekend. They swept the waves on Friday night. Lost to Pepperdine in four sets on Saturday.
1: Track and field. At their first meets of outdoor track and field season, seven Cougars qualified for regionals, two women athletes, and five male athletes. Softball. BYU softball won two out of three this weekend at the San
0: Diego Classic. McKenna Bull threw her second no-hitter. They're at home tomorrow in the Parkway Collision against UVU. <laughs> 7 Eastern, our debut of softball on BYU TV. Tennis. Cougars defeated
1: San Diego over the weekend by final score 5-1. to
0: Golf. BYU finished sixth overall at 19 under in the Desert Shootout Friday and Saturday in Arizona. Patrick Fishburn leading the Cougars with a seventh place finish overall.
1: Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair tied for 55th at minus two at the Arnold Palmer Invitational.
0: Rugby. 171 to nothing against Weber State on Saturday. You call that putting on a clinic. Future guests of the show include ESPN's Roxy Bernstein. He'll join us tomorrow as he calls the byu Creighton NIT quarterfinal on ESPN. We also also have BYU baseball slugger Colton Shaver and the lady that threw the no-hitter, McKenna Bull. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It's going to the Gonzaga managers who tweeted out from their account epic a picture of their game ball seat belted in its seat on the team plane with the following tweet quote safety first the game ball that sent the Zags to the Sweet 16 (laughs) is making its way back to Spokane hashtag not done yet well played troll an elite troll what was your favorite moment of the sports weekend maybe it had something to do with what Gonzaga did at JV Feasel says Friday wins for BYU baseball, BYU volleyball, and BYU basketball with Satake cheering from the rock. Nice, very nice. Thanks to Anson Winder, Terry Nash, Greg McDermott, and everyone on our crew. Download the show podcast on iTunes. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out again.